Well, Happy New Year. You're listening to Guat.Rocks, God the World and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you got it, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. I tell you, we're off to a great start this year. Back a few episodes ago, I talked about doing the Titan Up. And I'm telling you, my friend, I am living up to my own personal commitment. And since that podcast, when God spoke to me about me personally needing to do the Titan Up, I've been doing the Titan Up in every aspect of my life. And I can share with you, it's paying great dividends. And I'm so excited that we're at a point here in my household to where we've really done the Titan Up regarding our things. And as I shared with you some time ago, the documentary on the minimalists back, I think it was in 2015, actually, when it was produced, but it had a great impact on my life dealing with possessions and how I interact with my things. And since that time, I've been working to pare through my life and my own personal possessions. Not that I have very much, but I'm a collector. I save things. I have the books from when I was a child, my Brains Bitten series, the Alfred Hitchcock and the Three Investigators series. But anyway, so I'm prone to that. A little bit of a pack rat in a great way, in an artistic way, I'd like to think. But still, God has been dealing with me in a major way. Because I tell you, I remember in times past, people that have loved ones who pass, who leave all of the things for someone else to deal with. And (laughs) passing through my mind are people making comments about why did my mother do me this way? Why did my father do me this way? Why didn't they take care of things? So it really calls out to me to take care of business now. So I want to invite you before we get into this episode Go back, you can do a search on the episode called The Titan Up, and it's based on a song from the 1970s called by that same title, but it's a powerful episode and God has used it to speak to my own life. So I'm off to a great start this year. I have exercise equipment waiting for me out on our carport. I have a weight bench, an Olympic weight bench with a full set of Olympic weights and an exercise air bicycle one of the, like the Schwinn Airdynes, and I'm so excited to get going on that for this new year. And I'm also proud to report I've lost a bunch of weight, but I have a whole lot of weight more to go. And I've talked a little bit about that in episodes past about a lot of the reasons for the weight gain by uh, the wrong medication prescribed, which incapacitated me for about eight months, hit by a car, etc. But anyway, hey, I'm excited about the new year, as you can tell. But this is season 13, episode 275. The title the Synchromesh Transmission. That's the official title that will be on all the podcast websites because it fits neatly into their format. But the full title is A Vibrant Church, colon, The Synchromesh Transmission of Society. A Vibrant Church, The Synchromesh Transmission of Society. Subtitle, Vision of Hope for the New Year. And I'm going to get into more detail about the synchromess transmission. You may not even have ever heard of it. Actually, your transmission is a automated form of it if you have an automatic transmission. But it ties in in a very profound way with where we are as a nation, where the church is as the church of Jesus Christ. But anyway, the LinkedIn article I'm about to read to you is used with permission from Diana Boer, a friend of mine. Diana is an acclaimed and highly successful author writing coach, and communication specialist. You can check out my interview with Diana on our YouTube channel, Other Things with Diana Boer, where I have an encouraging and inspirational conversation with her. But in a recent LinkedIn article, she writes, 
How did we citizens effectively get cut off from communicating with our government? To illustrate, in June, I changed banks. I asked my CPA firm to contact the IRS and switch our quarterly estimated tax payments withdrawals from old bank to new bank. The IRS mistakenly withdrew the next quarterly payment from both banks. The CPA has been unable to reach an IRS agent for confirmation that they've stopped duplicate withdrawals. The CPA has been calling twice a day since June. No option to leave a message. I phoned TWC, that stands for the Texas Workforce Commission, to verify they'd received our Q3 tax report and payment. Their customer service line says, Due to the high call volume, please try your call again later. No option to leave a callback number. And I lived in Texas all my life, and that's the way it works there. Anyway, reading on, I phoned the local tax office to let them know I'd received no property tax statements for the year. I don't know why the statement hasn't been sent, the agent said. We can't send out tax statements until the tax appraisal office sends us the data. Try calling the appraisal office. When I called the tax appraisal office, got through on the fourth try, the agent assured me I can't access the records to see why the holdup, but you should have already received a statement. Okay, so I'm not responsible to pay my taxes? I should just sit back and wait until some office sends me a tax statement? Oh no, she assured me, you're responsible to keep tabs on things and pay your taxes on time. And how can I do that if neither your office nor the tax office has sent a statement and no one can tell the tax amount? Well, she pondered the question, I don't know, but you're responsible. Just keep trying to check in. Didn't I hear somewhere that a government is supposed to serve its citizenry? How do we get out of this mess? Diana Boer is one of the most upbeat and optimistic people I've met. Her entire persona exudes hope and success. She has spent her entire life on writing and speaking in order to help make us all better. Diana's public post is telling. It's a good indicator of just how broken our society has become. We are broken at the core. Systemic failure. America the beautiful, where God shed his grace on thee, has become America the ugly. Because to borrow a term I heard when I saw Elvis Presley in concert, at Tarrant County Convention Center, God has left the building. Actually, at the Elvis concert, they always say Elvis has left the building, and he, in fact, had left the building. He never came back for an encore in his life. But friends, God has left the building. We take for granted that all things mesh and flow fluidly together. They don't. With the grace of God absent, to borrow a line from the song Midnight Blue by Melissa Manchester, even the simple things become rough. The solution is simple. We must return to God. It's an option that's still possible, but looking less probable every day. We have the money as a nation to light the White House up in rainbow colors the second time, which I know for a fact costs a lot of money. It will shock you. A friend of mine worked for Christie Lights in Dallas. He oversaw the build-out of the lighting trust system for the Walmart annual meeting. One overhead truss. No lasers, nothing. One million dollars. Yet, the very reliable source, feedingamerica.org, tells us that 34 million people in America face hunger on a daily basis, including 9 million children. Solution? Repentance of the church. When the church repents and gets right with God, everything changes. All of the different facets of human creativity and interaction work together as a flawless unit, 
creating a society that meshes together well and advances the kingdom of God, which is ultimate success for the individual and society as a whole. You see, the Church of Jesus Christ, called the Body of Christ in the New Testament, is the synchromesh transmission of society, of the world. A car transmission is one of the most important components of a vehicle. It's what moves the power from the engine to the wheels. There are a variety of car transmissions. Some are automatic, while manual transmissions in stick shift cars require the driver to complete extra steps for the vehicle to operate effectively, to go from the engine idling to wheels in motion. The transmission enables the gear ratio between the drive wheels and engine to adjust as the car slows down and speeds up, and allow slower engine speed, which cuts down on wear while the engine is driven at a constant speed. The problem every transmission is looking to overcome is how to connect two moving parts rotating at different speeds, the engine and the drive wheels, without damaging them. Without the assistance of a modern transmission, the driver would have to attempt to manually match the engine speed of the vehicle, that's revolutions per minute, with the transmission speed, the wheel speed, after disengaging the previous gear and before engaging the next one. The first manual transmissions were unsynchronized or non-synchro. They were also called rock crushers because drivers would grind the gears together trying to get them to mesh. In a synchronized constant mesh transmission or synchro mesh transmission, it keeps the cluster gear, drive gear, and main shaft gears constantly moving. This type of manual transmission uses pads to slow down the gears, so this illuminates the need for double clutching action. Very few people today drive a manual transmission. Most of us have a highly sophisticated automatic transmission that has an amazing amount of speeds with a lot of electronic controls. But deep inside, even the most advanced electronic transmissions is synchromesh. But, dear friend, mark this down. There is nothing automatic about the inner workings of our society that moves the work of the engine of the people's hands to the wheels that move society forward. I'm talking about the production of food, safe drinking water, shelter, personal safety, transportation, the entire world of the industry, and commerce. Our nation has exchanged our fine-tuned synchromesh transmission for an unsynchronized one, a rock crusher, with a lot of forced grinding needed to get the nation moving forward. Venezuela is a good example of a nation in full manifestation of a rock crusher manual transmission in between the power of the people and the advancement of a successful culture and society. Venezuela is a nation that is rich in human and natural resources and beauty, yet in total collapse, where crime, poverty, and even now starvation are the norm. I had the privilege of doing ministry in Venezuela on four separate occasions. A beautiful nation, a nation full of intelligent people, a nation with vast natural resources. How does a nation with deep warm water ports luscious mountains and tropical jungles, primates and angel falls, vast natural resources, and immense amount of petroleum and natural gas resources, and intelligent people not work. How has the engine of human energy, creativity, and work been detached from the wheels of society that advance its existence? How can a rich nation full of an immense amount of human and natural resources be in such collapse? When a nation forgets God, collapse is imminent. Things do not work when God is not in the picture. How does this happen to a nation that by all accounts should be flourishing? 
The answer, the nation's manual stick shift synchromesh transmission has been exchanged for an unsynchronized rock crusher. The church is the means by which God's power and influence is realized and enjoyed on a daily basis, resulting in the harnessing of the input and output of power of society. The absence of the local vibrant church made up of Bible-believing, Bible-living followers of Jesus Christ, whom the Bible says are to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world, has resulted in the collapse of our society. Dear friends, what I'm saying is, as you look at what's happening from coast to coast, and we see the collapse and the moral decay, the church must take responsibility. The moral code of our culture has been twisted and perverted to the point that the entire society is unraveling before us in 4K brilliance. Just watch some of the 4K YouTube videos filmed recently in New York or L.A. for starters. The two largest cities in the United States, harbingers of decay that will flood from the two coasts inward to all of America. A couple of months ago, I had to make the drive from Nashville, Tennessee to Dallas, Texas for my mother-in-law's funeral. The drive was shocking. The trash on the interstate that looked like trailer loads of debris were just thrown out on the freeway. To the shuttered businesses tells the tale of a nation in a tailspin. The morning I wrote down these words, I woke up with L.A. on my mind. And here's the thought I had. The shocking thing about the images of L.A. is not the decay on the streets, which is massive, but the fact that the people as a whole in the state put up with it. The condition of the public sidewalks and streets are symptomatic of the decay and collapse of the people who govern and the citizens who tolerate the mayhem, lawlessness, filth, and decay. Years ago, I went with my wife to Reno, Nevada to visit her sister and brother-in-law. While we were there, my brother-in-law had to make some business contacts, and he invited me to go along. At that time, he had a business that supplied emergency oxygen units to businesses. One of his clients was a casino. During the front end of the day in the morning, the casino had its doors open, lights on, and people cleaning, getting ready for the next round of evening gamblers. As we walked into the casino, the place reeked of alcohol and cigarette smoke. The stench was almost overwhelming. The smell took me back to the times when I was a kid in the bars with my dad. It's sickening. Yet, to the frequenters of the establishment, it smelled like home. If the patrons were offended by the stench, they wouldn't support the place with their presence and money. In the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul sees the whole Christian community throughout the world bound together into a unity, one fellowship, one body. It is the body of Christ who is its head. In Ephesians chapter 1, it teaches us that Christ, it says, He is far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion, and every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come, and that God has subjected everything under His feet and appointed Him as head over everything for the church, which is His body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. In Jesus, both things in heaven and things on earth have been brought together. As the head of the church, he is the inspiring, ruling, guiding, combining, sustaining power, the mainspring of its activity, the center of its unity, and the seat of its life. The church, in some wonderful mystery, is the complement of Christ, through which he himself manifests his fullness. If we as individuals are a part of the body of Christ, we are needed by him so that he may become all in all. He, the head of restored humanity, the second Adam, needs his church to fulfill the unity which he came upon earth to accomplish. Dear friend, this is the pivot point within this entire podcast. 
Listen to this again. He, talking about Jesus Christ, the head of restored humanity, the second Adam. My dear friend, do you realize Jesus Christ came, lived the perfect life, died in our place for our sin, suffered, rose again, and stands forever in the presence of God, making intercession for us. But as that, he is the resurrected, glorified human being, Jesus Christ, yet God in the flesh. He is the head of restored humanity. Friend, the way that it's supposed to be on the earth, the second Adam, and he needs his church to fulfill the unity which he came upon the earth to accomplish. Ephesians 2.21 and following tells us that the real, vibrant, living church of Jesus Christ is the temple of the Spirit and the bride of Christ. The significance is the close tie that binds them, the self-sacrificing love of Christ and the self-surrendering of obedience on the part of the church. And the object of this is so that the church may be free from any blemish, holy and spotless. And as the temple of God, the church is a spiritual building, a sanctuary, into which all the diverse elements of the churches grow into a compact unity. The church as the body of Christ and the bride of Christ sum up the apostles' thought of that in which the divine purpose finds its fulfillment. The progress forward to that fulfillment is due to the combined effort of God and man. And friend, this is where the energy, this is where the rubber hits the road. This is where the transmission from the gifts of the people and the talents of the people and the, the, the capabilities of the population intersects and becomes energy that moves the society forward. And with God in the picture, the progress forward to that fulfillment is due to the combined effort of God and man. Bible commentator B.F. Westcott writes, The church, the society of Christian people, is built and yet it grows. Human endeavor and divine energy cooperate in its development. Out of this truth, the practical life by which this divine purpose can find its fulfillment is promoted. And friend, that is what is missing from America the ugly. That is what is missing from our country. Out of this truth, the practical life by which the divine purpose can find its fulfillment is promoted. It goes on to tell us in Ephesians chapter 5 that as followers of God, we are to keep free from the sins that spring from pride and self-indulgence and any fellowship with the spirit of evil. Our life is to be lived as seeking the fulfillment of God's purpose in all the relationships of life. All is to be done with the full armor of the Christian soldier, as is fitting for those who fight spiritual enemies. My wish for the new year is that God will provoke revival in His church the temple, and the body of Christ, and that it will be the salt and light in our world as Christ ordained it to be, and that every aspect of our society be impacted for good in the everyday duties of life, and that all things would be lifted to a higher level which finds its ideal in the indwelling of Christ in our hearts, out of which we as individuals and we as a society may be filled with all the fullness of God. My friend, there lies success. There lies power and the synchromesh transmission of power from the divine to advancement of life and success in our society and our world. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.